My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited today. I have an incredible guest coming on, Bill Delacruz. He's an inspiring coach, author, leader, and CEO who has been guiding individuals and groups through the process of personal transformation for the last 30 years. You guys, he's also the host of Finding the Origination Point podcast, which is also the same um, as his book. So welcome to the show, Bill. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know I kept my part quite brief, but I'll go ahead and allow you to fill in those gaps and kind of tell us a bit about your journey and what brought you to where you are today. Sure. Well, thanks, Brittany. It's really nice to be here with you today. I'm excited. I I started this journey, gosh, a long time ago when I was probably about 18 years old and realized that my life was out of control and nobody could help me figure out how to turn it around. People would just say things like, do the work. And I would say, I would love to do the work. If you could just tell me what it is, is it like top secret or is it only something certain people know? And, and then through my own journey of many years, I realized that there is a process for change that's accessible to everybody. And so when I wrote my book, Finding the Origination Point, Understanding Our Biases to Create a More Peaceful World, it was designed to say, here's the steps that any human being can take to make change. And it all starts with your mindset because our mindset drives all of our behaviors. And so with that structure in mind, I've been facilitating conversations all over the world with Zoom um, around pretty much how our biases, judgments, and stereotypes impact how we see each other. And so really looking at what is the normal part of being human? Well, the normal part of being human is we do all of those things and it doesn't make us bad people. And so I've been able to work with people from all walks of life. And I could tell you story after story about people who have come to some real epiphanies about their life. And the origination point is the idea that a lot of what we experience as adults is rooted in our early childhood, typically between birth and adolescence. And and going back and forth, that origination points the point of healing and understanding. And so the other part I've learned after 20 years of facilitating this is that no matter how successful people are, everybody has a failure story, a story that says, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, that whole idea of imposter syndrome. And so I'm actually going to set up a series of podcasts with people who have imposter syndrome. And I wrote another book called Flipping Failure, which is going to be a program that's designed to take people through eight weeks from a limiting narrative to a growth narrative to get people out of that. I'm not enough, or I'm not good enough, or I don't deserve mindset. So I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really looking at global change. Uh, I do have an app also that I want to share with you. It's called Connected, spelled C-N-C-T-D, and it's currently available on Apple and Google. And I created the app because everything's on an app now. And so I thought, well, let me figure out how to do this. And so our app is really my attempt to create a global community of people 
who want to come together to have these conversations to talk about issues around race and divisiveness and all of the things that are so hard for us to talk about without being dehumanized or demeaned. So really a connected global community of people who are just want to make change and want to have a conversation and ask questions and not get treated badly because they have a question that's theirs and, and that they want to know more about. So, okay, I'm done there. That's about all. I love this. Hey, the app, what a wicked idea. Love that you have one. Like, I don't know if I've interviewed anyone else that had an app. So that's pretty darn cool. <laughs> I'll say that much. I yeah. love, I, I love your open thinking of, you know, the, the changes in the world right now, and you're just going along with all the changes and then making it happen. I love it. So now Bill, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the ups and downs of monetizing a podcast. Um, you have a lot of value to add, add behind that. So if you don't mind diving in that, I think this would be a good time. Well, I think that's a really interesting concept because as you know, there's all kinds of people out there selling approaches and ideas about how to make a million dollars on your podcast. And so they're the ones making a lot of money because they charge you to do those things. And so, so what I'm looking at is how do I attract advertisers? How do I attract um, people that want to either advertise their businesses on my podcast or are doing things that are like mine that I can also share. And so it's been really interesting trying to find that right fit into who's got a product that I really want to get behind because that's the other piece is I don't want to just sell anything on my podcast just for the sake of monetizing it. And so so really, it's been a, um, a really diligent process, and I am not where I want to be yet, and I'm still kind of exploring different ways and different types of advertisers and different platforms even. And some platforms don't allow for the monetizing. They don't allow it all for ads. So that's one thing that I've learned is that I have to make sure that I'm, a platform, I'm on a platform that actually allows for that monetization to be a part of what they do in their framework. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's tricky sometimes. Right. But you know, there's certain ways to go ahead and figure it out and that'll all come as well. You know, it's crazy because there's so many opportunities with using the podcast to monetize and scale um, with what you're doing right now. Do you mind diving in deeper of how you go about the coaching and consulting through your podcast? So the coaching and consulting, I do that um, through my podcast. So I have these little snippets. So I am do like five or six minute snippets on my podcast around different issues of the day. So my next series that's coming up is going to talk about the three most famous and infamous letters of the alphabet, D, E, and I, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Depending on where you are, they're the most hated three letters of the alphabet or they're the most loved. And so, so I'm going to do these small snippets with the idea of attracting people who want to have more conversation around it. So I work a lot with leaders of organizations. And, I, and so I attract them through my podcast and then sell them on the coaching basically is to get clients for coaching because they want to 
know more about it and understand how do I have these conversations in such a divisive environment, not only in our country, across the globe, this whole idea of diversity, equity, inclusion, like I said, it's either loved or hated, depending on your perspective and lens. And so, so I use that as a vehicle to pique people's interest, basically. And then and then this imposter syndrome podcast that I'm starting, that's going to be interviews. So similar to what you and I are doing, it'll be mm-hmm. 20 to 30 minute interviews with people and put a couple of those out a month. And also then use that to drive people to my flipping failure book and program. So, so my ideas are really rooted around the first and all, first of all, rooted around change. So supporting people in the change process and secondarily about monetizing them. And for me, that's really important is that I didn't really get into this to make a million dollars. Although I Mm -hmm. see that the monetization of all of this work is really possible. And so, so I don't want to be left out of that either because this is my business and I'm a professional and, and this is what I do. And, and I feel like I do a really good job of it as well, because I really support people in their change process. So so I'm figuring out that sweet spot of short little snippets to attract people's attention. And then the longer pieces, like I said, the 30 minute pieces that then connect to my current book um, to get people to purchase the program, which will be about a six to eight week program that then we can work together and not only work uh, as a small group, but also introduce them to this larger connected community. So this is where the app plays a role. So, so they start out working with me and then through connected through the app that I have, I can introduce them to a global community. And, and the idea is that you don't need me to have these conversations. We just need to create a culture of, of being able to talk to each other without you and I having a different perspective and then seeing, seeing you as the other, or you seeing me as the other, because even though you're in Canada, I'm in the United States, we're still part of a global community that everything we do affects everybody else. A hundred percent. And I'm here with you on that. And I mean, having a podcast, the opportunities are endless. The doors are flying open globally now, right? So love what you're doing. I mean, and what would you say are some of the best techniques that you have used so far to sustain that global podcast? I mean, clearly the snippets are working. Any other any other um, strategies that you're using to sustain that? Well, I think the most important piece is the message, because mm-hmm. as you know, now the podcast world is just being inundated with people doing things that are kind of worthless. Some of them, to be really right. honest, right. I listen to some of them and wonder when they're going to get to the point or I just turn them off because it's just somebody talking about something that they like. And so what I'm looking for is a niche that not only supports my passion and my beliefs, it also supports what I've seen people are looking for in my work across the globe in, in working with groups of people. And that is that people want to see something different. They want change. And it's so big. Sometimes this whole idea of personal change that a lot of people don't even know where, where do I start? Like, mm-hmm. I know I want to change something, but it's so big. And so creating simple steps for people to follow. I found that that's really important too. And they love to hear a personal story. So if you can't connect a personal story to it, 
especially in my little niche is people don't believe it's real. And, and I didn't either when I was young. And I told you, I started doing this work. I would listen to people. And at that time we didn't have podcasts. So you would go to workshops and read books or watch a CD. Right. <laughs> and I never heard the person talking about how they use these things in their own life. So I was like, are you just selling me something that you don't use? And I think that's the other piece that's been really helpful to me is that I can share stories and I have my stepdaughter who does all my social media stuff. And, and she's saying that the people that she's hearing from are talking about how their story connects with my story. So I think creating a connection between you and your listener is, is really another really important piece that, um, that keeps people on and wants them to subscribe and listen to more. 100% you're right. Like, you know, if you can be open and vulnerable and tell your story, that's what's going to attract people. You know, oftentimes we just see the success story and we don't see the challenges in between that's actually going to relate to people on their journey. And I think it's so important when you can share that with others and, you know, be an inspiration to others to keep going, you know, and also just by doing that and, and having those vulnerable conversations you know, it's definitely a way to have people know, like, and trust you, right? Right. Yeah. And th and that's really an important piece. Know, like, and trust. Like, you know, I could yeah. go either way with that. <laughs> if, you're, if they don't, don't like, like you, you're doing... <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they don't <laughs> like you, you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they don't like what I say or, or sometimes the reality of what I say challenges people. And that's okay. That's all right. No one trusts though. I think that's really important, important um, because I use this stuff. This is how I got to be who I am today. So just really quick, I grew up in a really abusive home where I was getting beat up at nine years old, oh. given this failure story that I was a worthless piece of crap. I'd never amount to anything. I'd never be successful. And if I didn't do all the work that I'm sharing with people, I wouldn't be here today. And so, so that's a big part of it too, is that I think people who want to do this kind of, uh, of communication should be believable also, and, and at least tell a story that takes your listeners from wherever you want them, wherever they might be starting to where you want them to be with the idea that it's not easy and you will be challenged all the time. My failure story showed up last week where I was thinking, oh gosh, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right way? Am I the right person? And I had to- Questioning everything. Absolutely. I had to do my own work and work myself through it. And so- so that's a really important part of it as well. Uh, huge. Thank you for sharing, Bill, and being vulnerable about that. Um, that is not easy to talk about. And I mean, what my question for you is, where was that pivot point? You know, we all, we go through the waves, but there always comes a time sometimes, and for you, it could have been last week, like you mentioned, where you're like, am I doing this right? Am, am I cut out for this kind of thing? It starts within. We really have to shift that mindset, right? So we always have right. to be working on ourselves now. Where was that pivot point for you when you were like, this is what change I want to make globally, regardless of my, my very abusive, rough childhood, like what, what kept you going? Tell us about that. What to get to where you are today, which is in such a good place. Well, I think my life has been directed 
for a long time by something higher power than me, uh, whatever people want to refer mm-hmm. to that in your, your mind. Calling. I know that I've been driven by that. And and I had a really pretty rough teenage life where I had a revolving door into juvenile hall for street racing offenses as soon as I got my driver's license. And when I was 17 and a half, a policeman stuck his finger in my face and he said, I'll see you when you're 18. And I, and I know he wanted to put me into the adult jail system because he got tired of arresting me and then having my mom come pick me up. So that was one really big turning point. And then at 13, my sister died really suddenly from acute bronchial pneumonia. And that was another big turning point because it taught me that if you really love and care about somebody, you need to tell them when they're sitting up versus when they're laid out in a coffin because it's too late. And so so I had a few things along the way that just basically made me realize that that this relationship that we have with ourselves is really key to achieving whatever it is that people are put on the planet for. And I didn't have much direction. And so through all of this process, and, you know, I still do my work every day, I'm not done, I'll be doing this till I die. And so, so it's just a constant process of, of self reflection, and then seeing if my outside world actually reflects who I am internally. And now when it doesn't, I ask myself, what is it about me that I need to change versus what's wrong with the outside world? Because if I'm attracting things that I don't like, I have to look at why am I attracting those, not how bad are all these people. And then I start to attract great things like sitting here having a conversation with you and um, and being able to have another platform to share my message. So I think that every human being has these epiphany moments. It's just that they're not always aware of it. And so self-awareness is really the key piece that I do. I don't tell people what to do, what they should do, shouldn't do. I really work to support people in increasing their self-awareness. Because if you use self-awareness as a tool, it will tell you everything you need to know throughout the course of your day. And then you just have to be honest about what it's telling you versus making up all these stories about what you think it means and what it doesn't mean. Just say, here's what's real today. And so that's the, I think that's the biggest piece. So those are a few of those moments. And and now it's more joyous moments. Like I have a five and a seven-year-old grandkids. And so hanging out with them and, and um, you know, my relationships with my kids who are now adults, which is really great. And just having a, a community of people that I really trust and have some long, long, long-term friends that I can confide in and have conversations with. So I have people that I can go to also that I really trust to be able to process my stuff because I do that in my podcasts and I don't want to do it to the point where I depress people or, I mean, people want to hear your process only to a certain point. Right. Right. So no, um, it's so important. And Bill, you mentioned like, you know, kind of like you are a reflection of what you attract. So we have to start within, right. You know, and then the circumstances on the outside will change. Um, So thank you for sharing that because it's so, so true. And why do you think, I mean, as yourself, as a leader coach, why do you think it's so important to make sure you are making time to like talk to other people 
about things with yourself as well to, you know, whether that's a mentor or that's a coach of your own, even though you are where you are in life and you're coaching others, it's still important to have someone to kind of coach and mentor you as well at times. Do you want to talk a little bit behind that as to why that is so important? I know we were kind of headed there, but I'll let you continue. Well, I think the most important reason for that, Brittany, is they challenge your perspective. Like the people who, you know, there's a difference between people who commiserate and challenge. So commiseration is I come to talk to Brittany and you just tell me all the reasons why all my thinking is right or all the reasons why, oh, yes, that person is really a bad person. Processing is more about where when I meet with the people that are my mentors or my coaches, they challenge my thinking. Why do you think that is so? What's the result that you're getting through that thinking or behavior that you're exhibiting? And they and they push against my thinking, especially when I want to go into victim mode. And so that's why I think it's so important to have people who really are going to challenge. And as a coach, that's my role. My role is not to baby my clients. It's not to commiserate with them. It's to really challenge them to say, why do you believe you're getting the results that you're seeing? And what is it about what you're thinking or your past or your behavior that's resulting in what you're experiencing? Because you have to come to terms with that before you can select the new behavior or the new mindset that you want to change, because that is what the origination point is all about. So the origination point is all about acknowledging and recognizing what is so in your life and then thinking about how to change it. For a lot of people, they just want to change. They don't want to really recognize the results and impacts of all that past behavior. They just want to do a new one. And so it just keeps reoccurring over and over again, because once you do the healing and understanding of the origination point of the behavior you want to change, then you can shift into the new behavior and and be more successful and have it be more impactful long-term. Like I'm into long-term change. I don't want to just change for a day or a week. Right, right. Because if something's negatively impacting me, I want to shift it. I want to shift out of it in my whole life with everyone I interact with. 100%. And honestly, I mean, so many people just want that instant gratification, but it's just not worth it. You need, you, you know, hold out and push through and get that delayed gratification because that in the long run, that's, what's going to make a difference. Right. Right. That's right. And if it makes a difference to you, then now you can model that to your kids or to your community or to your work colleagues, and then they'll model that. And then that's how we have that ripple of change is one person gives it to another person who gives it to another person. And before long, you've got this whole shift and everybody wonders what happened. And I said, well, y'all just did your work. So take credit for that. Like that's where you can pat yourself on the back and say, we've made a change. So that's why I say, I don't take responsibility for other people's work. It's just what I do is give them a process that I know works because I've been using it for over 20 years publicly and for 40 years in my own life and you don't change a process if it works you just figure out how to make it relevant and keep it relevant so that's what i do 
100%. I love it, Bill. And, you know, we have to be kind to ourselves. It's the small changes that work or that we should be proud of along the way, right? So yeah. this is great. Now, Bill, this has been absolutely amazing. And I wish her, I wish her episodes are a little bit longer, but I just want to make sure we have enough time to you go ahead and share with us for the next two, two minutes or so here. Um, you know, if anything's coming up within your business or podcast, anything that you maybe for, didn't have a chance to share earlier, now is your time. And the best way to connect with you, whether that's the app, whether that's the website, whether it's your email, the best way anyone can reach out to you if they are looking to connect. Great. So first of all, Brittany, thank you for this opportunity. It's been really great to meet you and have a even short conversation with you. And I think um, my books are all available on Amazon. I have a Kindle version and paperback version, and I'm taping the audio versions right now because I or the audible. So I know a lot of people like to listen to books. And my website is DeLaCruzSolutions.com. And that's probably the best way to reach me. There's a contact page there. And right now I've got um, three chapters of my first book that I'm giving away as a sample on my website. And then the app CNCTD, it's on Google and Apple, is a way to stay connected. It's $9.95. It's a one-time charge, but what you get right away, there's three modules there around the training work that, I, that I'm talking about with you. And then that puts you back into our community that, um, that I want to grow, our global community. So, and I'm just really appreciative of the ability to be able to do this. I'm really thankful every day that I can get up and have this microphone and my computer, which gives me a voice into this world, because what I found is that there's so much more that connects us than divides us. And we're being socialized to believe just the opposite. So I want to give people hope that if we all do our own work, we can create the kind of world that we want that that gets away from all the wars and all of the horrible things that are happening to something that's more loving and kind and peaceful. And that's what I'm all about. So just reach out on my website and, uh, or my app and I'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much, Bill, for today. I mean, I'm very appreciative of you taking the time of your day to come on and talk about really being vulnerable and talking about the challenge along the way and, you know, what you do to make it work today and how you have all along. So I appreciate that. And everything that you're doing to make this global change is just incredible. So thank you so much for coming Great. on my show today. Thanks, Brittany. Appreciate it group if you're listening and enjoyed please like and subscribe if you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like bill de la cruz did today to talk about your journey talk about what you're up to in your business and podcast um and teach us something unique this is the place to go top100interview.com and guys go check out bill at his app go download that app or check him out on the website um and stay connected thank you so much everyone catch you on the next episode thanks bill Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. 
Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.